<laughs> Hi, you are listening to Creatrix Culture. I am your host, Sarah Wolf, and today we are with Jenny Carnes, and she is a multitude of things. <laughs> she is an energy healer, energy Reiki healer, energy healer, um, massage therapist. She also does what? What is your device called? It's a Skio quantum biofeedback. She does. It's a Rife machine. She is a, Rife she does a Rife machine as well, but hers is even like bigger than mine. And she is a fellow Octarian starseed, which is super cool. And she's a walk-in. So that's what we are here today is we are going to talk about her being a walk-in soul onto this planet. So it's... <laughs> I was, we are just talking, you know, briefly in the um, episode of Shiloh in the Starseed episode mm. about walk-ins. And cause if to recap that Shiloh was asking me like, well, maybe you're a walk-in. I was, cause I just felt like on some respects I come to earth and I think people are weird and humans are weird. And I'm like, what is everyone doing? She's like, well, maybe you're a walk-in, but I was like, no, cause I, I remember everything from for a very long time. I feel like I'm still my same soul that just thinks this place is weird. Right. From birth where you, that's very similar. It is very similar. Seed. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of similarities, but where it's different with you is basically, why don't you, since you're the walk-in amongst us, <laughs> <laughs> you get to explain your kind, which <laughs> you're good. Yeah. I mean, walk-ins for me, I learned about them probably in the early two thousands when I started studying with Doreen Virtue, cause mm. she talked a lot about walk-ins and okay. wrote about them and stuff, but I never really met anyone in real life that actually was a walk-in. So really? yeah, she's going to tell you about walk-ins, but I will say one thing to know is like, it does come, it can happen around trauma, like a big mm-hmm. accident or something happens where the one soul leaves and the other soul, and then another soul comes in to finish off the mission. Yeah. So to speak, but why don't you like typically around a near death experience or a trauma, something like that. Mm -hmm. I'm also learning and realizing that we are bringing in walk in more walk in versions of ourselves as we evolve. So as we clear out the trauma now, Mm. so it's like the trauma maybe brought in a soul at one point because another soul was like, I gotta go. And so then there was room for another soul to come in, but We are now, as we heal the trauma, we are actually making room. We are making more room in our bodies and in our lives in order to walk in more aspects of our higher self, higher Mm. soul. So like more of your Lyran self, more of your Arcturian self. Mm -hmm. So like we're, we're bringing it all in now. So it's not, I don't think it's just like, I'm a walk-in, nobody else is. Cause we're all like, right. At some level we're walking aspects in. So I do have like a crazy story, but it's like, I also know that at various points I've been like, Oh, I'm having like another walk-in experience right now. Right. And it's not like I'm leaving, but more of me is actually coming in. Yeah. Or like, I like to say like coming online, yeah. you know, that's, and that's been happening yeah. to me a lot. Like in the past few years, I just feel like more and more like these different parts of myself that were so dormant are lighting mm-hmm. up. So I don't feel like me, but I still feel like me. Yeah. And I still have all the memories of me. Yeah. Right. But there's these new parts, like even just in the past few days, that cracking open and more of myself is coming through. And then I'm looking back at this other avatar self and was like, what the fuck have you been doing doing? this whole time? (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) Like, holy shit, like a fucking chicken with her head cut off running around like, whoa, 
Um, but I was going to say to one thing for people that are legitimate walk-ins coming in from a traumatic experience or, or however they enter is a lot of times when they're older, it'll be, they will change their name and they'll be mm-hmm. acting completely different after the accident. Mm-hmm. So that's a really tall tale sign that somebody, um, that, that two souls have switched places because then yeah. they just change their life like 180 <laughs> degrees and not like they had awakening. And then now they want to do better things. Like they legitimately have a completely different personality and take on a different name. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was an aspect of that that happened with me and I'll go back and tell the story, but it, cause I was really young when this happened. So I was 18 months old, but my mom said when I came back around and she was looking at me, she had this thought of like, that's not my child. That's not her because I was literally like adoringly sitting with somebody else. And she was like, no, she's like clingy and needy with me. Like, she's not like, I don't know who this little thing is. That's just comfortable in someone else's arms right now. This Uh is not my child. So it was like something really simple, but she even saw it that like, there was a personality shift even at 18 months old. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's energy. So if you're in tune to any part of energy and when someone's energy shifts, right. You don't even have to be walking, talking, whatever you were, you're a different essence. Right. So how did your, what was your, so what happened? yeah. yeah. <laughs> Inquiring minds need to know. Let's tell a story. Tune in next week for the story. Oh my God. And we're done. <laughs> Bye. You know, it's got to leave a cliffhanger. This one keeps right. on coming back more, right? Yeah. We'll walk in more next yeah. week. <laughs> um, okay. So I was 18 months old. And I spiked and I say I, because I, my soul and that soul, like there was a soul exchange. And so I can explain more of that, but like, it's still I. So when I came in, like I had memories of that before. And so it's like, it's still the I it's the, mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. So I, the child, Jenny was 18 months old, spiked a super high fever, like 104 degrees. And I pulled myself up on my mom's lap. And then I just, eyes rolled back in my head and I passed out and stopped breathing. And it was, this was in 1979. So this is pre 911. So they are like calling an ambulance on the rotary phone (laughs) while like my mom's trying to bring me back around. And then my dad's swinging me around and they're like doing all the things to bring me back. So ambulance is apparently on the way, but they're doing all they can at this point. And I was gone and blue and not Mm. breathing. And then there was a knock at the door and because, you know, they're expecting an ambulance and they're doing everything they can to like help their child. So there's a knock at the door. My mom answers the door and there's a man standing at the door, not like, like not an ambulance, not a paramedic, not somebody from like just a man at the door. And he's got long hair and he's got, and my mom says he looks like Jesus. Okay. Okay. It's the seventies. Everybody looked like Jesus. Yeah. So it could have been, could have been Jesus. It could have been just a seventies rando. I am open to all possibilities with this. <laughs> so there's a guy at the door and, um, she said, I can't help you right now. Cause her immediate thought was like, he's homeless or he needs something or like, I don't know who this guy is, but she was like, I can't help you right now. Something's happened to my daughter. And he said, I know that's why I'm here. Give her to me. I know what to do. What? Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> no, that's what happened. So she gave me to, to the rando Jesus. To the <laughs> rando Jesus. <laughs> Exactly. So she hands me over to this guy 
And he comes inside and he sits down on the couch, which is, you know, orange and it's green shag carpet because it's the 70s. 70s and there's like beads hanging behind us. And, like, and he's on the couch and he's got me and I come back around and my mom and my dad are on either side of him. And my mom has that thought at that moment, like, that's not my child, because I was like looking up at him totally adoringly. And we were just having this like love moment and then the doorbell rings again. Now the paramedics are there and like they're rushing in. And so I, my first memory is actually being down on the floor and seeing the sea of faces around me, like all worried, all concerned. So they had me down on the floor and they were looking, they were trying, they were doing all these tests and they were like, she's fine. There's no fever. She's totally fine. We don't know what happened. We believe you, but we don't like, she seems totally fine. And, you know, maybe it was like meningitis and maybe you should take her to the hospital and get a spinal tap. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so they went to load me in the car and they were like, she seems fine. We don't need to take her in the ambulance. Mom and dad, you can take her to the hospital. So in the midst of all of this happening, this guy disappears. I was like, know. yeah, like, what happened to Randy Jesus? Yeah, he's gone. Stop it. So my mom is like, where's this guy? And she's looking everywhere and she goes outside. She walks down to a few of the houses. She's asking like, you know, but also they're like, we want to get her to the hospital. And then I guess over like reoccurring, like the next few weeks, she was talking to different neighbors and asking people like, was somebody in the neighborhood doing work? Or does somebody know who this is? Or like, did anybody see somebody and nobody saw anybody? So they rushed me off to the hospital and I, so first memory is being on the floor, seeing the sea of faces. Second memory is being in the back seat of the car in my little car seat and I have a voice saying to me, that's the dad, that's the mom. Wow. That's the dad, that's the mom. Like, re and I was like, that's the dad, that's the mom, that's the dad. You know, just like trying to remember, who am I, where am I, what's happening? Wow. Yeah. And then we like rush to the hospital and do a spinal tap. So, well, like near-death experience, go have a spinal tap. Welcome to <laughs> fucking welcome Earth. To Earth. <laughs> I mean, it's been a Me really now. good time ever since, <laughs> right? Super fun. A good, fun place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's gotten a lot more fun in recent years. It has. Yeah. I mean, has it? Finding the others. Yes. <laughs> I mean, if you would ask me on Sunday. No. No. Yeah, same on Sunday. What is this? <laughs> what is that? Why are we doing this? Yeah. It all hurts. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. then you started going through life as just Jenny 2.0. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you have any yeah. memory of the man's face, Rando Jesus? Um, I, I do a little bit, but not really. It was more of an essence and an energy. Dark hair, light hair. Kind of lightish hair. Yeah. But I always had that feeling of like, I am just so I don't fit in and how mm -hmm. do I fit in? And I want to have these deeper conversations. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, our paradigm was church and Jesus and, mm -hmm. and the other Jesus. Yes. <laughs> Is it? I, we don't know. I, like, I feel like church Jesus and then like spiritual Jesus, they're two Jesuses. Yeah. They're different Jesuses. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So like rando Jesus is Jesus. And then church yeah. Jesus is the other Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. But that was my only springboard. You know, it was like, I came in and I'm in an 18 month old body. Yeah. And, um, what I discovered later and what I really ran with for a number of years was the story of like, I came in too soon. I was supposed to come mm. in later 
after, cause then there was other childhood traumas. There was other things like, and I was like, I had this contract. She was going to stay in for this long. And then I would come in later and be able to hold on to more memories. But because I came in early, I lost all my memories. So because when the body can't hold it, the, yeah. you know, so I had that story running for a long time, which is a big chunk of what I've been healing a long time in your adulthood or even like in okay or not in childhood but in childhood I just felt off I felt Mm -hmm. different and I always felt like I wasn't the right one like in my family system because all you know and this is the thing I've discovered with walk-ins and heard other people talking about this in a way that I was like oh whoa that so resonates is that as a walk-in what you like walk-in souls are like here to help heal humanity. Like they come with a mission. They come with something they really want to do for humanity. And so they come in to heal the world and their whole world is their family system. And so if your whole world is your family, then you're like, I'm here to heal these people. And the walk-ins aren't actually supposed to heal their families. They're just supposed to grow up there Mm. and get into the world so they can do the work they're supposed to do. But because you come into these systems and then you want to heal these systems, then there's all this like despair and frustration around like, oh, I'm not able to do the thing I came to do. And Mm -hmm. so there's this almost, it's still unconscious because you're still growing up in this human brain that doesn't cognize the galactic stuff mm-hmm. yet mm-hmm. and there's no con there's no construct for that at least there wasn't really in the 70s for me right yeah so for you too yeah probably so it was like you know we were as we were growing up like going hiding in back of spiritual bookstores trying to find anything, anything. that made sense right to our journey mm-hmm. yeah so there's the thing that has to then be healed in your life as a walk-in and i i would think even as a starseed is this like I came to do healing work and I can't actually heal my family. Mm-hmm. And so the only thing you can do is like work the ancestral trauma through your own self mm-hmm. and then work your own soul traumas. And so it's like the body and the soul and working that, but like recognizing like the family, you can just do what you can with them. You have to love mm-hmm. them and accept them and maybe not heal them. Right. But then there's this like, but am I a healer? Can I do what I came to do? Yeah. Because I wanted to help these people and I couldn't. Right. So then there's this other block that you have to like overcome. overcome. Yeah. Yeah. And that bleeds out to like relationships and friends. <laughs> I had always felt like I was adopted, that I wasn't mm. really like, I felt like the family unit had started. And then I was this oddball that came later and came into something that was already established. Yeah. So I felt like, and then I just like felt since I was so different from my family that like I had to have been adopted, even though I Mm -hmm. look like Mm -hmm. people in my family a little bit, you know, you Mm -hmm. can see the traits, but yeah, I didn't ever really fit, feel like I fit into this like structure. So then when I turned initially when I moved to LA, I was 19. But when I came back when I was 20, it was really easy for me to leave home. Mm. And so like, it's hard for me when people are like, no, I need to go back because I need to be around my family. And I'm like, why? Right. Like you get up, you get, you get up, you get, you grow up and then you know, you leave, you go on to go do what you're supposed to do. Right. So why are we staying back here? I don't understand that. Like, luckily my parents live closer now and I can go, but I just, yeah, I've just, I feel like they look at me sometimes even like, what are you? Like who? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think who, a lot of like, Starseeds walk-ins, we all experience that. Yeah. Like what, what, what is, how did you come from me? And I'm like, I know, how did I come from you? Like what? <laughs> I don't know. I had this healing um, 
Uh, let's see. I'm just thinking the timeline wise. I had a healing about a little less than a year ago, mm -hmm. a sh shamanic healing. And when the healer and I were speaking before we did the healing, she tapped into the fact that she said, you are like, your soul is way beyond your family's souls and your family's right. souls are newer souls. So you're already coming in, you already incarnated like well beyond their, where they're at in their mm -hmm. ascension path. Oh yeah. And they're, 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 you can't, they're not going to meet you there on this lifetime. Right. right. Because you came into, yeah, go do other work, other places. Right. So yeah. that's why it's this weird feeling between everyone because your soul is so much older and wiser, but you're the youngest of this unit. Right but you know way more. Right. And they're not there yet. They're just really here to be these vessels and container to bring, bring you in. into this <laughs> really fun environment. That was in one of my Akashic readings. They were just like, you just needed a way in. Stop worrying about who those people were and what you're trying to figure out and heal with them. I was like, you just needed a way in. But it's like, you want like, to like, you still feel like, I still love them. I love them and I want to honor them and I don't want to be an asshole. You know what I mean? And like, right. I feel like I like this duty that I like need to be, play the role of this like daughter and sister and all this stuff, right? Yeah. But like it, you know, I, I try to plug in as best I can, but it just feels so like, foreign yeah and then I get with but then that breaks my heart like to even like say that out loud is like I really know. sad right I know and then it's like I get around my starseed people and I'm like oh thank god you know <laughs> breathe but it's like I can't be this thing that they need I feel that I decided that they need me to be I can't right. be it right I don't even know how to be it I like you know what I mean so I'm like do the best I can but then I get really right. frustrated and then I get bitchy yeah to them <laughs> yeah because I can't integrate I get emotional and I shut down yeah. <laughs> we all have our patterns we have our things yeah <laughs> but yeah, like totally there was something else you were saying about oh healing people right and mm. I feel like like we just want to go and heal people and it's like yeah if we're not healing my thing is more about Jeez. activating that's always been really what I've done a lot on this journey so far is start waking people up mm -hmm. even before I knew I was doing it I was doing it and they're little or it's planting seeds or like little things even yeah. just help, helping guide people into like what their purpose is right mm -hmm. and I feel like the the real the biggest test to us on this path um so far was going into the whole pandemic and everything that's going down and we're here, like, we came here to help awaken people to the matrix, to this inverted yeah. falsity timeline, whatever the fuck you want to call it, world. Yeah. And they don't want to wake up. Right. And that was, like, literally the hardest thing and the most painful and heartbreaking yeah. thing I've ever feel like I've had to witness with mm. humanity where yeah. everyone's like screaming, like, you know, and then we're really here, like ground floor, like really trying to like shake people awake. And they really are just screaming at you, defriending you, like, yeah. like lashing out at you. And we're just over here. Like, we just like, this is for like the greater good. Like, this is for like 
your heart and soul and life. This is healthy. This is like, yeah. And they just don't want to. And then like the, I was just telling one of my girlfriends this the other day, I'm like the biggest teaching for me in a lot of this has been, and and that aspect is that everybody's on their own timelines and it's not my timeline. Yeah. So I can't. And how to honor your own timeline. Right. I can't honor their timeline. Exactly. And be somehow neutral in that. Right. Care. And care, but you can't, I can't make them wake up. Right. No matter, the more I force it, the more they're like shutting down now and hating me. Right. Right. And I have to like, let, like, let go and be like, okay, they're going to come to it. Maybe in this lifetime, maybe not. And it's not up to me. Yeah. I literally spirit was like literally one day in the teaching of this between me and spirit. They're like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. Like who the fuck are you Mm -hmm. to decide how rapidly someone's path is right right like that's not your decision that's not your contract to whatever you have to hold space love them where they're at and go be with the people that are doing it and lead from the front basically right so go with the people that are going and if they don't want to come you have to let them be where they're at and either they're going to come or they're not but you can't right you have to find some separation to this right and like loving acceptance which was one of the things I found that like I was screaming about growing up it was like nobody accepts me for the way I am (laughs) nobody accepts me and then it's like now we're at this point of like but I want everyone to wake up yeah (laughs) they're like just accept me for who I am totally so like and you're like but accept me for who I am and then you're like like, yeah I don't know like Part of it is just actually like for me, like that was a big issue with my parents and with my family for the longest time was like, I need them to accept me. Mm-hmm. And it was once I was just like, I'm just going to accept them for where they are and where they are at. And like, they're creating the life they want to create. And, right. it's fine. and, like, and they're it's fine. fine with it. What? They're fine. Like, who are you to tell <laughs> them, that tell them like... not to do it the way they're doing right. it? And like, and if they don't love and accept me for who I am, that's fine. That's just where they're at. And that's where... I can, it's my job to love and accept, accept you me mm-hmm. and find the others that can mirror and hold that space right and we have a special guest that just walked in the house speaking of finding the others speaking of <laughs> yes you know you can hi hey everyone we have a cameo with Kimberly McConnell <laughs> I always give her that entrance. She always gets this Aww. this audience. Sorry to interrupt. No, no you're, 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 now you're in the podcast. So sit down. Put a little you're plug. Us. Come okay. in. May May's just like, what's up? What are we doing? Hi, we're having a party. We're having a podcast party. What are we talking about, guys? We're talking about walk-ins. Well, now we're going to talk about human design. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So I'll just go out. Um, <laughs> I have no oh, info to info on this. We're still here. Okay, we're just gonna pause for a minute. We left. So yeah. I wish the world could see your collection of amazing tarot cards. And I mean, I can always like turn it and all the like essential oils and, and books. books. Like, look at it. I know. Such a plethora. We're ready for for some healing. For some healing. <laughs> I'm ready for some uh, some some psychic downloading right 
Hi, friend. Hi, boo. Kimberly and I now work out like at 7.30 in the morning every day, practically. Mm -hmm. And we're going to like be real buff here. Mm, I'm already getting there. Oh, my God. Your muscles grow so fast. I know. I know. Very bad, (laughs) obviously. So we're back. Our collective card is spin the silken thread divine. Spin the silken thread divine. That doesn't really read properly. What does it mean? What does it information? mean? Information. Uh, yeah, 30. I need some more information. Yeah. Just read the uh, the beginning. Daughter no. of the Phoenix. No? Not 30 mm. page, 30 oh. card number. Oh, 30 card number. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, I went right Fair to enough. the Phoenix because I'm the right angle across the sleeping Phoenix. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like nerdy human and I was born in Phoenix and my dog's mm, name is Phoenix it's a lovely so Phoenix I love it yeah. thread divine so read this part yeah in creating precious silks there is a sorting process sifting out that which is broken to find that which is precious and pure you're commencing a new cycle beloved and it is time to allow for that which is more precious and pure that which you wish to take with you in the future to continue and to release that which does not align with your true heart. <sighs> Sometimes we need to help ourselves access the new cycle by releasing vows from this or other lifetimes, releasing oh, old emotional patterns, <laughs> calling in wisdom and talents from past lifetimes. Mm. Okay, you are guided to accept this healing now. Wow, that feels right. We're in a big timeline shift right now. We're in a big timeline shift. And I was just telling Jenny, I haven't told you the full story yet, but I was just telling Jenny before we came on here about my huge shift that happened this weekend where the word value hit me and like literally my entire being, like it never had. Hmm. And um, Katerina plugging... This is a side note, Katerina, who I'm doing my abundance course with that's coming out April 4th. <laughs> Plug. <laughs> Katerina and I <laughs> find the link below. It's my own show. Absolutely. Where else are you going to do it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's the point. <laughs> um, so we were actually working on the course the other day and course being about abundance, what goes with abundance? The word value. Right. So we like got on this topic about value and I'm not going to go into the details of what we were really talking about on here, but all of a sudden the word value hit my body like it never had before. And I was explaining something that was going on and what I really realized through it of where my triggers, what was happening of this anger that was like bubbling up in me. And I didn't know why. And I was trying to like come from a place of being of service or even using some of the tools that we are going to be sharing with in the course of like, you know, abundance can come from anywhere and to not put like scarcity or not put fear around something and just being in the flow of it, just because it doesn't come from this channel, it can come Mm -hmm. from that that channel. Right. But I'm like, I'm trying to work those things, but I'm still fucking angry deep down. Like I'm having animosity towards the situation Mm. and I don't get why. And it's like not leaving me. And I'm like Mm. using all the tools and it's not leaving me. And she kind of just kind of pokes and not in an annoying way, but she's poking and prodding and asking more questions as we're working through Mm. this. And all of a sudden I just start like bawling my eyes out and it is like back to what it was, was the word value and how 
I've had a lot in my life mirror back to me, my not value. Mm. So people coming in and not Mm. valuing me, allowing situations that aren't valuing to me, allowing myself to have sexual relationships with people that don't value me, Mm -hmm. having friendships where I'm not being valued, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And this goes trails into like, I've talked about this. No, I actually deleted that episode. Sorry, guys. But I talk about (laughs) in an old episode about how my brother kicked my ass every day of my life growing up and made fun of me and all this. So like, from a very, very, very young age, if we are mere, if, if people are mirrors to us of how we are, we're looking for mm-hmm. other people, how we are, mm-hmm. then my earliest memories are getting my ass kicked and being made fun of. Mm-hmm. How am I supposed to know value? How am I supposed to value myself? Right. And I really had a, this is your life moment crying on my couch of like, holy shit, all the moments that I didn't value me and, Mm -hmm. or all these people showing up that didn't value me. And I allowed these things over and over. So then, then I started going deeper. I'm like, okay, if somebody reaches out to me from my past and I'm still triggered, what is that deeper? The deeper to that is, is that you're still mad that they didn't value you yeah, Mm -hmm. and you still have anger towards that. Right. So then value comes into a bigger thing. Well, what's your internal is your external. So now you're looking at, you know, and even like uh, working in the restaurant industry for, you know, forever, you're not valued in it, right? There's so many things that reflect back to you of this devaluing. You might have like a few tables that actually value you, but for the majority, you're kind of treated like shit. People dangle the, your money of what they're going to tip you over your head or you might lose a shift because you didn't do a good enough job that day. I mean, that didn't, that might happen, but I'm just saying of possibilities, You're right? Like, that didn't happen to me, but <laughs> it probably, no, it probably happened somewhere, but no, or like yeah. you, they read you the wrong way. So they go complain about you, but you're actually uh-huh. really trying hard and trying to give them a good experience. And it's like, like yeah, even in their tipping, it's a, system. they're still stuck in serving and slaving. Yeah. And, slaving. and so like their tip yeah. is a form of value back to you. So when you get a horrible tip and they might just be cheap or assholes or don't understand it in a sensitive soul or a person like that is looking at the external of what their value is being mirrored back to them, then that's a hit of like, they're devaluing you. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So then you go deeper and you're like, okay, well, because I didn't know my value and I wasn't having proper value from the majority of the people reflected back at me, I'm just creating more people in my life that aren't valuing and putting more situations that aren't valuing. And then, you know, now we're doing drugs, we're drinking, we're doing this, we're doing that. (laughs) Some of us. (laughs) Yeah, some of us. Well, okay, you guys feel value. Apparently I don't. I know it's a really interesting point though. Like I did feel very valued as a child. Like I grew up feeling like no matter Mm. and look at she was a prude and she didn't do a bunch of drugs. (laughs) (laughs) There you fucking go. Value. Lesson learned. I mean true though. True. Yeah. Truly. And what's interesting is you can pinpoint the times when when this happened to you when this became like a trigger or a trauma Mm -hmm. with your Mm -hmm. brother. And what's Mm -hmm. interesting is it's like if that hadn't happened if you had been instilled with the kind of value and confidence as a child, I wonder if you would pull those people in now. No, or not. probably not. Right. No, no so because like, we don't yeah. need to know the lesson anymore. Right. But what I'm pissed about is it took us 42 years to get here. <laughs> <laughs> like you're here. Yeah. No. Yes. Like, what a bunch of wasted fucking time <laughs> running around. 
around like a fucking crazy person <laughs> trying to find value everywhere. Well, now you know, you but, don't find value from other people. I didn't, but no one taught me even how to have find value in myself. And I, I was joking because yeah. I was telling Jenny, I'm like, and then, you know, they fucking tell you your body's your fucking temple. Like what a crock of fucking shit is that? Especially if you don't know value, your body ain't anything, right? Oh. Like it's like, it's like this broken down fucking place that everyone just started tagging and you help them, right? Everyone's just like destroying the fucking thing. And you're like, yeah, let me jump in with you. Like, let's just do it. And then she, there, and apparently. <laughs> yeah. Jenny and I are like, okay. <laughs> well, I get it. And and the funny part of all of it is guess what her business is called? What? Her heat because she's a healer. What? Body Temple Healing. No. Oh shit. <laughs> so I'm talking all this shit about your body. We don't even know what body what the does body temple healing mean anyway. I don't even understand when people use that. I was like, I like it. Yeah, I don't even, yeah, I did. I was like, I don't even understand. So, I like it. So, long story short, she's like, "Mm, you need to come in for a healing. We're going to talk about that on the podcast. She's like, "Mm, we're going to work on that. So, after a few days of crying over this, and then I, called one of my tribe sisters to to go through some more energy like really just sitting in it and while we were clearing energy together I'm like sobbing and my whole body is like vibrating shaking and she's like you're legitimately like releasing full-on trauma in from your body through this Mm -hmm. right so now I'm in a process of of really understanding this and even more so like uh moving forward in life it's like now I, I can't go back to unknowing this, right? So if you don't value me, I'm just going to let you know you mm. don't get to be my friend anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, really, exactly. I uh, know, really. But no, for, really. seriously, because yeah. now it's like the minute someone doesn't value me, I'm, yeah. I can't hang out in it because I can't yeah. add more trauma to a thing that I can now see exactly like I mm-hmm. found the seed of this whole entire thing. And I feel like it's just the beginning of unraveling like, so much more mm-hmm. but it was a huge and it's so interesting because like just a like couple of weeks ago I'm like there's still a fucking block and I'll tell you this you guys I've gone to so many different cool. healers over this shit and my own work obviously for 42 years and I can't remove the block and I started getting yeah. even more frustrated recently because I'm like I even went to people that don't know me because I didn't want them to have any preconceived anything of me to see if they can see <clears> something <throat> I don't see and I've had healers see other things that have been part of this path. Right. But then I'm like, um, the tribe on the land is doing ayahuasca in a couple of weeks. And I was like, I think that's it. I think I gotta go straight into grandmother Aya to figure this out because I can't find this calling you, but Jesus Christ, that does not sound like fun. No, and it's not supposed to be fun. It's like absolutely no. traumatizing. Yeah. It is trauma. I mean, yeah, we're gonna add trauma <laughs> no. to the trauma, but release trauma no. by adding trauma. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad we're both like uh-uh. no. no. But, but it was know. feeling like a last resort because I'm like, I feel like there's still a fucking block. I can't find it. I've been searching for this fucking block forever. Anyway, and it was like, yes, you have been. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I feel like this is it. I feel like this is the seed. And now that I've broke it open, right. I found, I found the source. I don't need to go to Aya next. Oh, there you go. I don't need grandmother right now. Yeah. Very nice. 
maybe so, she was like here we're just we're just gonna give it to you okay yeah well put your body through all that drama give the energy of it, it. <laughs> well i have been doing worth hape with a little aya in it so her and i've already been in commune with each other and like a very minuscule microdose mm-hmm. so i feel like we we're working together through the ether and so nice. yeah we that don't need sense. to go through that whole thing nice. so so you basically had a walk-in experience that you're sharing with us yes <laughs> So part of any kind of walk-in experience is like having that aha epiphany where you can clear mm-hmm. a shadow, a shadow trauma, something, and bring more of your true self into your form. Mm-hmm. And the fact that your body was like shaking mm. and having to process that out, like that is part of like walking mm. in more soul because Ooh. your soul is huge. And your body is like, it's denser and it's slower. And part of like human design, gene keys is what we're talking about. We're like evolving the physical body into that spiritual mm-hmm. form, but it's not quite there yet. So mm-hmm. it's like ascension symptoms. All of that is like, it's just like busting way for more light to come through. Okay. So you like shaking into your body mm-hmm. is your body actually like getting the new message mm-hmm. at a DNA level of like, oh, we so don't cool. believe this anymore. Mm-hmm. And so we won't actually see that reflection when it comes at us yeah. anymore. It's so cool. Yeah. I love it. Are you all walking? I doubt it. Mm. Yeah. I, I, always, I don't know anything about it though. So honestly. Yeah. Um, well, we were just sort of talking about how it's like, I mean, sometimes you come in with a trauma and your death experience, yeah. but a lot of us are like, as we're clearing trauma and we're making more way, like we're bringing in more of our soul. So there's that aspects part, of walking in more. Yeah. That part yeah. star seeds are all doing that right now. Yeah. Like we're all like timeline jumping. We're like, all right, come on. We're, we came for the new timeline. So, and we're mm-hmm. having to like do that through our physical bodies. Mm-hmm. And like the only way to be here and actually make a difference kind of like you guys talked about on the starseed show too it's like you gotta gotta come in to bust it we like can't help from the outside Outside. in Mm -hmm. except to just hold loving space but like to actually come in and incarnate and be here and go through this and understand it and go through all the hard stuff and be able to speak from that place Mm -hmm. is how we shift it and just being that acupuncture needle too Mm -hmm. on the planet like i'm here i'm holding this space so even Mm -hmm. if i'm even if all you're doing is like crying in your bed all day or like whatever it is that you're not you don't have to be interacting with the world. Like you are processing through things and you're moving collective energy and you're here on the planet for a reason and bringing in more light, Mm -hmm. bringing in a higher frequency and bringing in a higher frequency is not like kittens and rainbows. Like it's like you're doing shadow work and you might be like, yeah, "Yeah, purging that day or Mm -hmm. crying Mm -hmm. or migrating or, you know, like there's different ways that we're moving energy through in order to bring in more light. And it doesn't always look like pretty, pretty, but Mm-mm. that's what we're moving towards. It's where we <laughs> feel better yeah, and following our feelings towards that. So in some ways it's like, you know, we use these terminologies that make things sound so like woo woo and foo foo and like whatever. But like, really, when you talk about it like that, of like walk in to someone might seem like, oh, just another crazy person, spiritual thing. But when you do yeah. talk about it like that, it's like, doing the, sh- the shadow work of soul retrieval in that way where you're going getting you know your lost parts of your soul that fragmented off 
that are stuck basically in the underworld portion of life, right? right? So you go down into the underworld to retrieve those lost parts of your soul. And those get broken off either from traumas. It can get broken off from like drug abuse, um, just being born on this planet. Just mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you were full. And then the minute you, your head popped out, it was like, it broke like right there, just like fell well, off in your mother. Well, I mean, that makes sense. It's like, that's the first moment when you're like fully on your own in this body. And then mm-hmm. it's like total. And we have to like wipe our memory coming here. I mean, the ones coming in now aren't having to do that as much, but at least when we came in, we were still having to have a pretty good memory. Like we had enough of a sense that this wasn't quite who I am, but like still like a pretty hard Mm. memory wipe from the river. I just did a... I didn't drink the whole cup. So I was like, yeah. came here and I'm like, oh, wait, oh shit. I should have drank more. Cause this is, I'm seeing way too much right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, these people can't see what I see. And I didn't drink the cup. Like I was supposed to, I just licked, yeah. just licked from the river of forgetfulness <laughs> from the amnesia river to come no, here. No, coming back. Kimberly is like, I drank like five cups. I drank it all. Like, Let's do it. I'm here. I know. Honestly, She's like, I don't want to know anything else. I just threw I'm here. I'm just like, I don't want to. Sometimes I think my soul like had something happen to where it was just like, yeah, we're going to just lobotomize that because there's a part of me that's like really like kind of on the surface level about certain things and, and just really mm-hmm. wants to see the beauty and the ease and the comfort and all that. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, like, yeah, I've had a life, I've had hardship, but also I think like the really traumatic things that people go through in this life to me, I'm just like, I'm not even going there. Like, that's not my trip this time, yeah. you know? And yeah. thank God, that's like awesome. I have had a very safe life like that. Yeah. And Until always, you like, met me. shocks me. <laughs> and then I tell her <laughs> stories. I I'm like, like, no, but seriously, she comes I'm, I'm, I'm like, she, I burst her bubble like a lot. <laughs> I'll do that too. Seriously, or like watching movies sometimes. I'll be like, oh my God, that's real. Like that Mm -hmm. happens to people. But my mind is just so like, we're not going there. (laughs) That's not what we're doing. I know. What year were you born? 88. 88. Okay. Yeah. Are you more like rainbow or, you know, with like indigo rainbow? I don't know. Because I I feel like, I mean, I... I know you and I are more indigo because oh, we're like, yeah. we gotta fight this. Yeah. So we gotta see this dog. Yeah, okay. she's probably more like I would say she more crystalline. Oh yeah, so I'm we very... got to like bust stuff down so you mm-hmm. could like come in and be like, mm-hmm. I'm bringing the new frequency totally. for you guys. Totally. <laughs> but that's why she still gets a little angry because it's not there yet. So she's <laughs> well, she yeah. struggles in this not beautiful perfect world yet. That's funny. That is really funny. Yeah, it all just kind of works together. Well, can I? talk about your yeah okay <laughs> say that louder yeah yeah well what if you would have said no then I wasn't looking at the camera saying it yeah but only um so, okay so <laughs> um Kimberly a few years ago now did MDMA and she really didn't do drugs growing up right Never, um yeah ever apparently so she just no not really like I I would smoke marijuana and that's it yeah Yeah. so she does it with her boyfriend at a party (laughs) and she after that it shifted her body chemicals so much that she's actually never experienced anxiety till after the MDMA trip and then you are fully ridden with anxiety for nine months nine months and she still can't really drink caffeine yeah. yeah yeah Yeah. I, I can't drink caffeine. I, there was a long phase and this is not a bad thing, but I'd have a glass of wine and be hungover for about a week. 
and I couldn't walk up a flight of stairs without feeling like I was going to pass out. Or even if I had a big breakfast, I'd have to like oh. lay down for three hours and make sure I wasn't going to puke and pass out. It was really strange. Wow. Yeah. But what's interesting about that is like, I feel like that triggered something in like your naivete, right? Like you didn't experience, or like if you did have anxiety around you, you weren't allowing the experience of anxiety. So you pushed it away. So that pulled up things from like your subconscious, right? Mm -hmm. It pulled up like traumas in a sense that you weren't looking at because you wanted to keep this world looking shiny and bright, but things were still happening in your field and around you and to you on a certain degree. So you just shoved it away. So then when you do these things, that's why doing like plant medicines or anything when you're doing them willy nilly and you're not in the right container can be really traumatic and be a really bad time because it's actually pulling up shadow stuff for you to look at. Right. And if you don't know that you don't know what's happening and you're not in the right, like ceremonial container with the right facilitators, mm -hmm. then it turns into these whole other things and starts expressing itself in these really detrimental ways. So as I've been working so much on, my shadow stuff over the years, I've been, you know, introducing psilocybin back in, but in ceremonial situations only and other plant medicines, like everyone knows I did peyote um, over a year ago, but I'm having a different experience with them now because my shadows are more in check. Like, obviously we all have work to do and things keep coming and whatever, but my experiences are becoming a lot like I'm working with the plants differently now. And I, I just figured this out the other week. The only way I realize that that can happen and having, be having really good experiences because all my experiences in the past were pretty deep and shadowy and dark because I've worked through it. And that's why it's scary to do those things because it pulls it up quickly and you don't really mm -hmm. have control over it. Yeah, that makes sense. And when, for me, it didn't happen during the trip. It happened no, after, after the but like, that, that's chemical what, imbalance was very mm -hmm. disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because it's like a, it's a physical, in my experience, it was like a physical, I'm not in control of my body anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that is like really the crux of like why trauma is trauma is because things happen to you that you don't have control over. Mm -hmm. right. So even mm -hmm. though this wasn't impacted by somebody else or inflicted by somebody else, it still gave me that feeling of like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not safe. Yeah. I could just like take a quick walk and die. Like I, I yeah. genuinely didn't know, you know? And so that's, it is interesting how like though that was my fear that showed up is not being in control mm -hmm. and not yeah. having like, which is a huge reason why I don't want to do ayahuasca. Cause I'm like, fuck no, I'm not going to give the car, the car keys away to mother ayahuasca. Like bless car. all those people who can, but <laughs> fuck no, that's not going to be me. You know, it's <laughs> Who knows what she's going to do to me? You know, that's, <laughs> that's like, like, there's two things to that because yes, A, you're oh, correct. But B, when you have a proper um, relationship and intention set and communication before going into it, it doesn't have to be that. Right. When you honor her and you find that communication, she'll honor you back. When you willy nilly do it and be like, I don't know, like, then you're going to go. But if you're like, hey, listen, like this is how much I can handle, yeah. right? Can you, yeah, yeah. and, and, and it's interesting. The plants will work with you right. on the level you ask them to I work with you. I hear you. I think one of the biggest things, like one of my bigger fears and problems that I am working through and need to work through is not trusting life. So if I, mm -hmm. if I were to do that and talk to ayahuasca about here's what I can handle, 
I don't trust that she'd be like, okay. I feel like she'd be like, no, fuck you. <laughs> nope. You're, you, here's what you need. And it's going to fuck you up. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. a, that's a big one. Trusting life. Totally. How do you feel about trusting totally. life? Where's your spectrum on trusting life? Yeah. Well, <laughs> walk, in. walk in. Yeah. Cause that's so, a huge one. So incarnating into this body, I didn't actually come in through the normal birth cycle. Like most bodies are made in the womb with the soul coming in and out and sort of formulating the body to be right for that soul. And so Mm -hmm. this body did that for this other soul Mm -hmm. that was in it. And so then when I slammed in here at 18 months old, it was like, what? This is not my body. So she had to like leave a lot of scaffolding almost in here so I could like hang on and not leave my body. So for years, I had to do a lot of work around embodiment and grounding mm. because, and I'm Pisces and I'm like, so it's like, oh, Ooh, yeah. I just leave my body. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but if I leave my body, I literally could leave my body. So I was having almost like constant near death experiences for a while mm. because it was like, wow. Oh, you have this, now you have this parasite that's going to kill you. Or, Woof, that car just drove right in front of oh, you wow. or like stuff that I was like, yeah. Okay. I have to really be in here. What's your profile? three, six manifesting generator, Ooh. all the experiences. Oh yeah, girl. Oh yeah. Gotta have them all. Um, I was also gonna um, ask you, sorry to interrupt. I'll, I'll save the thought. Go ahead. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so embodiment's like a big thing, like how to be in here and then not feeling safe in here because like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, this body wasn't even made for me. And how wow. am I supposed to be in this human thing? Wow. And like, it's a human suit and like, Oh, how do other people do human suits? Mm-hmm. And like trying to figure that That's out so while also like hanging on. And like, I went through constant health issues growing wow. up, constant things all through my adult life, like lots of health issues because this body and this soul were trying to be together. And so for many years, I was like, there's no way I can't, I can do any kind of plant medicine or any Mm -hmm. kind of drug because it takes me out of my body Mm -hmm. and creates holes in my aura. And there's already so many holes right. in my aura because this is still acclimating. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to so get back like, in my body. Right. Exactly. Yeah, so it's like, I can't create more holes. I'm trying to fortify my auric field. I'm trying to like, keep this really safe and keep myself really grounded. And so there was like a two year period that all I could do was grounding meditations. Mm. I couldn't do anything that took me up and out mm. at wow. all because it was like, just have to really get in here. Just have to really get in here. Do you feel more connected now? Like you're, yeah. you're attached and you, yeah. Yeah. Way That's more grounded. And I actually just did it's this almost like process. the body was rejecting you. Like if they put in a new liver and then the body rejects it or like yeah. a foreign object. Kinda, totally, yeah. Right. Totally. Wow. That's so yeah. interesting. So just over the last like 10 months or so, I, um, I, started this, I did an Akashic reading like 10 months ago and my birthday was just this last month. And part of the reading was like, you weren't actually born in this body. And so you have to rebirth yourself into this body. And so I've been doing all this grounding work. I'd been doing all this, you know, this is the body and this is the soul and we're working together. And like, I was like having these conversations, but it was like, I have to really birth myself into this body and have that experience because I didn't have that birth experience. And so I just sort of wow. created my own ritual and it was like that Akashic reading was nine months before my birthday. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'm literally going to rebirth myself up until my birthday. And, um, which was the day before the 222 portal day mm-hmm. too. So it was like, perfect. You're 221. Yeah. 221. 
So I did this where it's just, was like a bath every night and just like, just finding like the nurturing ways to be like, I love you. I'm here with you. Take care of you. And like, yeah, like going through that process. We should all fucking do that. Right. (laughs) Like a rebirthing process. Because our bodies are temple. Because our bodies are temple. I mean, it is, but I love that from your perspective. (laughs) Yeah. Because it really is. You really are like, yeah, I stepped into this thing. I mean, we all are And I have to like keep it clean in order to stay in here. Such a great perspective. Yeah. Thank you. Love it. So yeah, it was really like this rebirthing in. And then of course, like all the ancestral stuff is gonna come up because our bodies come with the ancestry mm-hmm. too. And that's the right. sometimes it's your soul, sometimes it's your body DNA memory. Mm-hmm. So I was doing DNA ancestry healing, like oh, with my whoa. family, like tracing family stories. Why do I tell this story to myself? Why is this coming up? So working the ancestry as well as working the soul stuff. So like, oh, I'm a Lyran man on this planet doing this thing yeah. over here. And then there's this Arcturian life. And then there's the like, so tracing like the oh, soul history, so past life, soul cool. stuff, as well as like the ancestry stuff. So the body and the soul stuff mm-hmm. in order to be like, this is this whole experience of Jenny. Mm-hmm. And part of what was happening like 10 months ago was this like, I was totally confused because I was like tapping into all these simultaneous lives that I'm living mm-hmm. and all these other missions that I'm on and other things that I'm doing. And then I was just like, what the fuck am I doing here right now? <laughs> and, and why is this earth piece here? Why am I on planet earth? And I was like, I know I signed up to be here for the great awakening and it's like front row seats, put me in, but like, what am I doing? <laughs> and then it was like, part of what came through in that reading was like, all of my other selves and all of my other lives that I've been tapping into and clearing and understanding and getting this broader perspective, they all gathered around me in that session. And they were like, we are so good. And we want you to just do this. We want you to just do Jenny. Mm, now. I love that. We want you to just be in this body and just love be it. a human love and just it. be here now because like, you signed up for this right now. And like, we want you to like, we are all supporting you Mm -hmm. actually to do you now. And so that value piece was like, whoa, like I have all this support system Mm -hmm. and it's like, I have my ancestors. So I've claimed all of them from like my family line. Mm -hmm. And then I've got all my galactic lives and galactic family Mm -hmm. supporting. And it's like, you know, I could be like, oh, I'm not that important. I'm just a human on earth. And oh, like, that's the point, right? Like, Everyone right? else is telling you, actually, there's incredible divinity and glory in just right. a normal mundane human life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and just like, like whatever you experience. To be. Yeah. That's really cool. So be here now. Be here now. <laughs> so and hard. know thyself, which is like mm-hmm. tracing through each of these little, oh, I feel this today. Okay. Well, what do you need? And you know, like that yeah. is fucking divine. Straight up generator that's... too. Yeah. Are you 2034 then? generator. Is that your channel to make you a manifesting generator? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Be here now. Yeah. Be here now. Very cool. And the now is the portal. Now is Mm -hmm. the portal to all the things. Because if you can just be present and now, you Mm -hmm. can access all the things. So all the lives, all the lessons. Like that card said, it was like pulling all your past life. Like like the layering of all the gifts that we have. And like, Mm -hmm. like maybe I can't do what I can do as a Lyran man in my Jenny life. Life, but like I can feel it and I can sense it and I can feel empowered by that. Mm-hmm. So cool. Also, yeah. I, I don't know where I heard this, but I thought I heard that one of the things that's unique about our dimension and about our species is emotion, mm. which is interesting in the human design perspective. Yes. But 
it's sort of like other species and other dimensions don't even know what that feels like. And so mm. they watch us and they're like, we don't, we don't get it, but also we're like really intrigued and it's kind of a superpower. In fact, it is design, it's actually... that's where we're mutating towards our awareness mm. is going into solar plexus awareness wow. where we don't the, rely on the Ajna and we now rely on feelings and emotions and the clarity that comes mm. over time. Mm. So it's actually like the superpower of the next species of human. And it's just yeah. funny that we're like, Oh, we're just, we just can't help our emotions. It's like, well, yeah, you're not really supposed to get rid of them. They're here right. for a reason. No, and, and you're follow them. So one of the big yeah. things that they say, like the hijacking of the matrix and of humans is there's a few things to all of this is, is to, yeah, <laughs> to cut us off from our emotions because actually our emotions are our biggest superpower. We know mm. when we know how to use our emotions properly, mm. we can do like really amazing things, but that's why in our society, we're so cut off from our emotions and they have so many things put in place. Like, nope, go to work, suck it up, walk it off. Don't right. da, da, da. men are pussies if they cry. Oh, da, 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 da. oh you're such a fucking baby. Oh, la, 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 stop crying. And like all these, about it. all Don't these things are, it. yeah, mm-hmm. all these things are put in a place to cut us off from, yes, our really big superpower. And another thing is <clears throat> they talk about actually to become a human, like there's a really long wait- waiting list and it's actually- <laughs> Frankly, like being a human, if you just let yourself fucking be, she wasn't here. I know the show. This earth thing, my innocence. I'm like, great. But really, when there's no trauma, when when life feels good and you get to be yourself and enjoy being yourself, that is it's miraculous. It's honestly miraculous, and it's very enjoyable when you don't pressure yourself to go be something else or go like make something of your life. It's like if you can just enjoy it actually pretty fucking great yeah yeah it's true sorry <laughs> sorry my innocence comes in your desire like shut the fuck up no it's great <laughs> no it's no it's good i was like that once <laughs> in between my traumas and becoming more like in that. between my my brotherly beatings i once dreamed Aww. and hoped and sparkled <laughs> um beautiful place <laughs> no but like so what's really like a dishonor to humans and what's a really interesting to thing to observe is watching people throw away their being human mm-hmm. like watching them really not have their body be their temple and for real like i've despite you know i, I make fun of that that saying and but really like i've besides i mean i would say 50 50 i've treated my body really well and then not because of substances would be not treating it well but i've always ate really well worked out like did all this other stuff mm-hmm. to like you know yeah. um, it's complicated there's a lot of emotional shit that's like why we drink or why we do things oh you know? yeah like, we're not and, just being like fuck you body we're no. like i'm struggling and i'm in pain yeah, and, and i feel stressed yeah, yeah and i actually found a superpower yeah. within that that i can explain in in a minute but um <laughs> <laughs> it was after a mushroom trip go figure uh no but um <laughs> So to watch people knowing this, that it is an honor to get selected, to have a body and be able to come with your spirit and have this experience because earth school is the place where spirits don't have the polarity and don't get to grow and, or have this emotional experience, which grows you in your ascension process, like grows your spirit in its development, right? Um, so it's really hard to see these, watch these people, like just kind of throw their lives away or piss this human suit away Mm -hmm. and don't honor any part of it at all. And 
when it's like, if they really knew what a big honor and how long they might've even had to wait to come here. And then they get here and completely like just lose their way completely and right. don't even utilize what they had to come here and, and do. Right. I just had a vision of all the beings waiting to get in the bodysuit, And it's like, they've, they've gone from being <laughs> a human. They, they go to be in the spirit realm. And then they're like, fuck, I could do so much better. Let, let me go back. I can do this. I can do this. And then they get yeah. here and they're like, God, I forgot everything. And then they, you know, it's like that yeah. forgetting yeah. game. And then when they get out, they remember it all. And they're like, damn it. I thought I tried again. This time. Let's go. Let's go. I can yeah. do it. Why was I just yeah. riding a shopping cart around Walmart? Like fucking hell. <laughs> and watching yeah. fucking TV, right? No, there's so much yeah. more. Turn it the fuck off. Get outside, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but no, what was interesting is like in in recent weeks, especially, cause I, I used to say like, I, when I drank a lot in, especially like my twenties and my teens, like I couldn't, I didn't need to drink to be social. I needed to drink because I'm so empathic to right. be able to be Check in, out. in, in like crowded spaces or even be at work with all that energy because I know what other tools I couldn't, I had no tools. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, everyone that knew me drinking knew I was a puker and I didn't puke at night. <laughs> you are a fucking puker. You I are puke at puker. I have had an experience oh, with you. The, one, oh, the few you times that I actually puked at night, Kimberly was here once. And that oh, was a disaster. Oh, God, I was here. Oh, my God, I had no pants on. I had, like, no underwear, just a shirt. I'm, like, falling over. Fell into her. I fell into my air, air conditioner. Yes. I had this not, like, oh, nugget no. on my head. I probably had a concussion. You probably did. And I was like, I'm staying with you all night. I like you didn't all over me, my I'm guest saying, bathroom. Sure. Um, I cleaned it up. She cleaned my biggest fear, and I cleaned it up. Weeks ago too. Uh -huh. Had to pull over. To no, that was oh, Katerina. Okay. Katerina, who I'm doing the abundance court. <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> um, no, but what I <laughs> plug, 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 vomit, plug. <laughs> so just totally. make sure you're paying attention, right? Exactly. <laughs> no, but what I realized with the whole vomiting and now. <laughs> Real, then working with plant medicine is what I kind of put two and two together and being at this space the other weekend at this huge party where it wasn't contained properly, where they took us on a plant medicine journey with psilocybin. Mm -hmm. They didn't sage it properly. They didn't contain the space properly. Right. Then all these people, like 200 people show up to the party later. I all of a sudden get sick in the middle of it, need to leave. Yeah. And I fucking throw up like an exorcism on the side of the road. <laughs> I didn't even barely eat that day. And the amount of vomit that came out of me was astronomical. That's disturbing. Yeah. I know. So what I learned through this whole process, because I would, I would always be like, because mostly when I would puke from drinking, it wouldn't be the night before I'd, I'd puke up stomach acid the next day. Oh. And there was a part of me that loved doing it because over there. I know. Like, close your ears and I'm like literally it hurts it hurts I'm gonna get to the good part though there's a good part about this close your ears this is a very indigo story <laughs> and then it was really rough but it gets better it gets better no because what I learned is is okay when I did peyote I was the only one that puked and I was the only one that cried when with drinking, I actually was using it subconsciously. This is what I came to realize like a plant medicine as a purger. Mm. 
So Mm -hmm. being in clubs Mm -hmm. or being in crowded restaurants or being in crowded places, drinking, being around all this energy, I'm absorbing this energy. I'm taking it home and I'm alchemizing it and I'm purging it for like the collective of the space that I was in. Yeah. Because I started realizing I do that a lot of different places I go. What's funny about this is when I do my one-on-one healings or have sound baths sometimes where a lot of emotion is moved and male in the room she also has turned into a puker and she'll start puking out of nowhere because <laughs> she takes in the energy and yeah. alchemizes it and then pukes it out i'm just going to yeah. my happy place right yes. now so you know. <laughs> Not actually friends. <laughs> like, just let me know when they're done. Right. <laughs> she just had a walk-in experience. She left and some other person just showed up. We just had a walk-in live on the show. <laughs> well, we kind of did have a walk-in live did. on the show and she just she showed up in. here. And then now she might she leave and someone in. else might never... <laughs> Kimberly is gonna show in the up. Same body. Yeah. <laughs> 2.0 no, 2.0 can really 2.0 no but i yeah, really like started realizing like mm-hmm. we've talked about this that like we move collective energy mm-hmm. like part of like i don't know i signed i guess i checked that box before i came here it was like yeah i'll help move sure i'll be energy. an alcoholic for 20 years I'll and totally puke all over that. like i'll just be like i'll totally migraine out and like be sick for two days when like the collective is moving something big wow. and like yeah i'm agreeing to it and yeah. it's like at least now i know like okay i'm actually just doing ley line work like just let it move because mm-hmm. i'm actually helping the collective move mm-hmm. stuff See? Yeah. So See, that's like why they were like for the group. So be here now. You're doing you more than you think just now. by being here. Yeah. Cause like honestly, yeah. sometimes I gag myself with my toothbrush now. Oh, God. <laughs> God, what is this why? turning to? Why? No, I'm not done yet. It gets oh, better. Not, not done. Great. She's not done yet. Right. No, done. but the act, more. it makes me do that vomiting um motion where I actually feel like the energetics of the purge, but I'm not using I'm nothing's get like I'm not ingesting anything that's making me purge but it's giving me that feeling that energy is moving even slightly in that form because i think that's just my form to move energy yeah. is to throw up okay um interesting random superpower what's your superpower i vomit it is energy kind of a superpower today when we were working out i groan a lot because i'm kind of a sissy and like the last time we did one of the exercises, I was like, don't groan. Just see how it feels to not let that energy uh, out. And I had an immediate headache after not yeah. groaning. And I was like, okay, shit. So I'll, I'll just groan. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. I, I had like, this Whoa. huge epiphany about that this week. Really? It's like, if you, cause I do like body work and healing work mm-hmm. and I had somebody come this week and he's like, well, sometimes I just need to like move my body or like stretch out an arm or like, I don't want that to be awkward. Is that going to be awkward for you? And I was like, no, move your arm. Yeah. You need to move your arm. Do it. And like, and he's like moving an arm when he needs to. And That's I'm just awesome. like massaging the arm. Oh and, the arm is- <laughs> and I was having this whole like epiphany during the whole session of like, wow, when we like hold ourselves back from doing what feels natural and organic, yeah. like that's how we're moving energy. But if you mm-hmm. hold yourself back from that, you're causing pain. You're oh, holding it in. That's mic drop. And right then, there. yeah. And then add, if there's somebody in the space with you judging that you need to do that, mm-hmm. like if I had been like, oh yeah. God, that's so weird that he needs to move his arm. Like right. he would have felt it. He would have felt yep. the judgment in the space. Then he wouldn't have yep. been able to move. Now energy is shut down mm-hmm. and it's like- And it gets stuck and then it does yeah, other things totally. in the body. So it's like, remove the judgment, just be with what is, and then like allow like your own self to just yeah. move how you move. And it's like, I don't Great. know why I'm doing it. Just, this is how it needs to move. And like, 
Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like later we're going to get, you know, we'll like die and get to see our whole contract and be like, oh my God, that yeah. day that I moved my arm and I groaned or whatever, like I totally like helped. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was huge. I feel like yeah. authenticity helps anything. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Because you never know what you never know what is Agreed. supposed to come out and show somebody something. Yeah. Right. You know, you never know how impactful it can be. It is. I mean, I've just even learned that doing the sound baths <laughs> and sometimes something happens where like though I don't were you here for the one no you were here when it just danged the bowl like literally like something Twang. grabbed my hand and smashed it against the bowl in the middle of the sound bath mm. it wasn't me I didn't do it <laughs> <The bowl> wasn't, <laughs> wasn't my bad performing it was a walk-in no it's totally a walk-in <laughs> it's totally a fucking alien came in space smashed my hand again no but I really learned at one sound bath there was one moment I was receiving guidance from the bowls to not that time. This is a time before ding a bowl. And I don't like to do disruptive sound. And then I like the bath to flow because to get people in more to more of like a transient state and then lead them in, lead them out. If you have irregular sounds in the middle of that, it trips them out. And me personally, when that happens to me, I get very angry and I feel very disruptive. So I try to facilitate how I enjoy being brought in and brought out of spaces mm-hmm. like that but the guides were yelling at me to ding the bowl and i'm like i'm not dinging the bowl we're like in the middle of the bath it'd be one thing if it was the beginning but we're in the middle of it and they're like no ding the bowl and i said no i'm not dinging the bowl they're like ding the fucking bowl and i'm like fine i'll ding the bowl <laughs> i'm not a very like i fight with my guides all the time same <laughs> I, I like hate. pull over the side yeah. of the road to have an argument totally and they're like what is this you know like, like just listen just will you just do it the first like it. i'm a fucking annoying ass child we just do it the first time i ask <laughs> so i dinged the bowl you know and then moving on whatever and at the end you know sometimes people give feedback of their experience or what they went through and one of the participants was like when you dinged the bowl, I was in a really bad place in my head and you dinged the bowl and it brought me back and it brought me back to a better place. And right then I had to, I realized like, I can't, when you get those prompts Mm. to do certain things, you can't judge them or fight back because there's something beyond your knowledge of what it even is for your own body for maybe the space you're in for something you just need to follow the prompts right because sometimes it's not for you or about you or has nothing to do you know what i mean but it has to do something bigger so right i've even been doing that kind of like in the mornings mainly and i you know go to different neighborhoods and like walk around so for me to not be bored for her to not be bored but what i've been finding is i wake up in the morning i tune in i say okay what neighborhood should we go to today like what feels in flow Mm -hmm. of where we should walk sometimes it's still in our neighborhood sometimes it's go over here go over here and every time I tune in and it's somewhere not in our neighborhood especially someone comes up where I'm having a conversation with them and Mm -hmm. having interaction with them and I just like start looking at it is like being in an energetic of service like of who we might need meet Mm -hmm. and a conversation that might need to be had and yeah. an interaction that might need to be take place mm-hmm. because it happens every single time. It was like, even one day it was like, cross this busy street. And I'm like, Manly, I don't think we should cross this busy street. And everything was like, no, cross mm-hmm. this busy street. And then we just had this awesome interaction with a random person and their dog across the street and mm-hmm. talked for like a really long time. And it just like elevated the vibration of the day. And then he was like, well, I'm probably never going to see you guys again. Cause you don't live here. And I'm like, yeah, but we always come here. So I'm like, sure, we'll run into each other again, right? But right. for some reason, that vibrational, like two people coming together and raising the vibration was meant to have happen on the corner of that street, right? Yeah. 
because so, you're late lining with them mm-hmm. too. And and it's like, we don't know who we're going to run into. And then we activate a whole new point and like, you just created a portal with someone and like, mm-hmm. just having a conversation is clearing and some energy. It's for your blessing too. Like you can look at it from that perspective, not like I have to do this thing because it's going to change the world and save the world or whatever. Right. It's like, right. Maybe it's just straight up. Here's going to, this is going to make you feel good today. It's going to make me feel better today. It's going to make you feel better. Exactly. Like literally for your own good. Mm-hmm. And that's what that just one like conversation gift. did. Like I said, it just kind of brightened the morning. Right. It just made that. Yeah. That day. It just was like, oh, yeah. That was a fun that conversation. Change the world. Well, totally. Your frequency. I mean, totally. Like, I mean, butterfly effect. Totally. Right. <laughs> I mean, a totally. drop in water. Right. No, hundred percent. Like yeah. we're all yeah. going to have to fix and ourselves and work the divine. It. So if we yeah. are sparking the divine in our. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But it's such a funny difference. Like looking at it from the perspective of like taking care of myself and enjoying my own life and versus doing it for the sake of somebody else. It's like, there's nothing wrong with that, but it it certainly has a different feeling where it's like, I'm just going to enjoy this because I'm allowed to. Yeah. (laughs) I'm supposed to. And it can be both. And it can, and it ends up being both. both. I think it ends up being both, but it's like, you can, you can come at it from either perspective, but if you come at it from taking care of yourself, it ends up being both. Mm -hmm. Right. You know? Anyway. Mm -hmm. Can I ask you a question about your design? Yes. Since I like questions. Okay, Generators like questions. Right. <laughs> Since you're a walk-in. Yes. So Sarah briefly mentioned that you were wondering about like your, your design side and your personality side, because yeah. your vehicle has right. a set design side that your soul came in at a different personality time. So right. have you ever done the math on that? Like, have you taken your chart from the day that your body was born and taken your chart on the day that you had your incident yeah. and combined the personality and the design? I haven't. Oh my God, I need to do Let's this. do it. We have to do this. <laughs> well, I wonder like, do you resonate with your chart? I do. All of it. Yeah. I mean, like most of it. Yeah, yeah. most of it. Interesting. That's yeah, so I do. And I kind of, I looked at this at one point because I so had, di- like I had, I dove, I what's the past? I, 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 like, I never know. I never know that word. I never know that word. I dived. I dived. I dived. I dived. Okay. I look, cause <laughs> I, it's just dope. dope. I dove into astrology, <laughs> human design, all of it. And looking at all my charts and yeah. I was like, I really resonate with all like that cool. really felt like tools along the way of like, know yourself, understand yourself better. Mm-hmm. And so at one point when I had been in an Akashic journey, I had asked about that. Like, mm. well, is my I chart my chart because I came in at a different time. And the answer I got was that chart was actually contracted for me. Oh, interesting. So we had a soul contract, that other soul. That makes sense. She would come in. That makes sense. And that she would be here for the beginning. And that, you know, like so so fascinating that I needed. So fascinating. Yeah. What if, and that we both, your temple resonates with the other chart. What if your temple resonates with the other chart? You resonate with that chart and then. You I mean, that's a very the other chart point. and you activate right. your, your temple starts having mm-hmm. sensations. I mean, I it, have to know. I'm I know so I have to know now too. <laughs> Do you know <laughs> the exact <laughs> time? I don't. Okay. Yeah. Do you know like a general time? I know no? general. Well, I know general time of day and I know yeah. general date. I don't really yeah. know that. Right. So really? Yeah. Right. How? I mean, I guess we could look at like hospital records and find out. You don't have that. a birth certificate from when you No, were... birth certificate, oh. but not like walk-in birth oh, certificate. Walk-in. <laughs> like second birth. Oh, the second birth. birth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, very interesting. So. Yeah, you're going to have to listen to the beginning of this because it's pretty fucking crazy what happened the mm. day of, but I'm going to leave it for you now okay. as a player. Yeah. <laughs> so do you guys want to hear awesome. another piece of that story? Yeah. Okay. 
So, um, should I tell her in her ear really loudly the first part? <laughs> Do you want to pause it for one second? Tell her really quick. I mean, we got <laughs> like a quick summary. I mean, no, we could just re-talk about it. I mean, yeah, you guys like don't a care, quick right? Summary, yeah, and then, quick summary. And 18 months old, yeah. spiked a high fever, eyes rolled back in my head, yeah. basically died, like stopped breathing for mm. like a number of minutes. My parents mm. called an ambulance. There's a knock at the door. There's a man at the door. And this was part of the story. He looks like Jesus. My mom, it's, that's my mom's Aww. paradigm. And it was the seventies. Everyone looked like Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> so oh. should be fair. <laughs> very cute and later when I did some around this I was like who was he who was he and they were they were just like he just wants to be known as like a good Samaritan not rando Jesus so, not rando Jesus so wait, what he happened like, he came so in. rando Jesus so he shows up at the door and some my mom guy. is like I can't nowhere. help you right now something's happened to my daughter and he said I know give her to me I know <gasps> what to do I just got so chills everywhere <laughs> so she hands me to him he takes me, he comes in, he sits down on the couch and like, I come back around and we're Holy like having this shit. whole moment. So basically like he brought my soul Holy and he, he like escorted my soul into the body. And like, because the body was dying, they were like, get her in fast. Yeah. So I like slammed in sideways and like wow. had like scoliosis for years and had to heal bad oh, and like shit. all kinds of stuff around. Yeah, that. So I came back around, I was with him and then- yeah that's and then my first memory is like being on the floor because then the ambulance arrived and they were like the paramedics were all around her were like what happened and then our mom went to go look for the guy later and he disappeared that is insane so So what's your other story years later i was like okay i had you know back of the bookstores trying to find any books on like what is this i feel like and i started learning about walk-ins and i was like i wonder if that's what happened that feels like that's what happened and doing like muscle testing. Then I got into like Akashic readings and I finally found somebody I really trusted. And I was like, okay, I need to ask questions about this whole near, like this near death, death experience thing that happened. I need to know stuff. And he was like, okay, your guides are actually saying like, you have to say what it is and they can only confirm or deny. Mm -hmm. Cause this is like your path, your journey, Mm -hmm. and you have to understand it before Mm -hmm. they can explain it to you. So, and who knows, my guides, my higher self, I don't know. It was just like, not time yet. Yeah. But he was like, but you can tell me and I can confirm or deny things. And I was like, I think that I was not, this soul was not in this body before that time. And he was like, correct. Wow. I was like, and I think that, that I had a contract with that soul. So I don't think I just like took over a body or stole a body or like, like, get out, I'm coming in. (laughs) Which weirdly, then I had like worked with people in other years around this and they were like, you know, inappropriate takeover of bodies anymore, Jenny. And I was like, what? We didn't do that. (laughs) So it's like what people do on the spiritual path They they were like, really mean. They were joking. They were really mean. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, you can't do that. That's and I was like, no, I have like a soul contract with this. Yeah, you're like, here it is, motherfuckers. Yeah. It's my contract. Read it. (laughs) Go in the records together. I'll show you. Um wait, okay, question. Yes. So wild. Did you ever watch the horrible movie The Host or read the Yeah, so when you guys were talking about it, I was like, Yes, the movie's horrible. The book is wonderful. I said that a couple shows ago, but yeah. When people were yelling at you for hijacking bodies, was it post yeah. the host coming out? No, I it was think that was in the consciousness of, okay. but it's like, yeah, you could take over a body or 
yeah and I how think did that you feel we, when you like other alien species do do that yeah so, I mean parasites do that. parasites do that reptilians do <laughs> so yeah. yeah so not reptilian <laughs> I'm Palladian Octarian Lyran background but um yeah so I had a contract with that soul so in that reading I was like I feel like I had a contract with that soul because like also years before that psychics would say like oh you have a sister or do you have a sister that died oh what and I like even I was asking my mom like did you have like an abortion yeah did you lose a baby yeah like did you ever have a baby that died like everyone keeps saying this to me and she oh, was like so she was like honey I would have told you that if that happened and I was like wow. okay well I had like a sister that died in like some reality but like really she when, died and I came in when did so your mom start talking about she noticed the switch when she openly started talking about it with you she we've never openly talked this whole story oh really yeah that's too far out of her yeah. paradigm but um but maybe now we will. I don't know. But um, she, once I started putting the pieces together and figuring this out, which was about 10 years ago or so, she started saying, I keep having all these dreams and you're a baby and you, you're dying and I can't do anything that I can't do anything. And I like, I just really realized like that she, she lost a child that mm. she never got to grieve. And so that then became an imprint through my life too, of like, I wasn't the right child. Like I was, but I wasn't. And she never really understood that. And I never really understood what was happening mm. in that dynamic, but you know, she started actually sort of getting to grieve it almost wow. when I started healing it for myself. So even though we haven't talked this whole story, she's had her own process with mm -hmm. it. And that year on my birthday, which always on my birthday, it was like on the day that you were born. And I'd like never resonated with it. I was like, <laughs> Oh, the story. And I came out and I pooped on your stomach. Great. Like, I, like, I just, that never, was me. That was me. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Right? That was the other girl. That was the other one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I never resonated with the story. But then that mm -hmm. year when I started like, like actually understanding like, okay, that was my sister soul that came mm -hmm. in and she wrapped up her karma with like, we both mm -hmm. had karma with my mom and she was only going to have one baby. So that's fascinating. That's also part of why it happened. It's like, it's, it's for all of us. There's pieces of medicine in mm -hmm. it for all of yeah. us. Right. So, um, she had karma with my mom and I had karma with my mom and we both had to share the space and we had this contract that, you know, she would so stay a certain amount of time and then I would come in. That's so interesting. And also yeah. that she would only stay for that small window. That's specific specific window too of birthing and being taken care of by somebody it's fascinating right? yeah well this is another piece is for years I understood and what I got through the Akashic records I was was the piece that she actually left sooner than she was supposed to like oh. I was supposed to supposed to who knows supposed right. to because mm -hmm. everything happens as it should and I've come yeah. around to that part of yeah. it mm -hmm. but for a long time I was really angry like she she left sooner and she was supposed to stay oh. and I was supposed to get to skip a lot of that childhood oh. trauma stuff so I could come in later and share the and remember oh. the things and so I was like really angry with her for a long time and then I did a lot of work to like really fully clear her out because there was yeah, still like, soul right? like don't make her come back again. <laughs> <laughs> and I did a session with somebody who didn't really fully understand what she was doing. And she was mm. just like, there's some soul fragments of that other soul still in there. Should we kick her out? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And like, we did that. 
And for like two weeks, it was like somebody had like sliced me open and like, st- like I was like uh, constant near death experiences that was happening so then. Crazy. And like, wow. just like grieving, like hardcore grieving. Like I had lost somebody that was super close to me. Cause literally I had been walking around inside of here, like in the host with like some other messages. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of my life, I was living her life path until I was like, Whoa, this is not my life path. Like TV mm. and film and acting and being in the public guy and all that. Like I was doing that. And then it was like, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. And I went veered off and to healing work and mm-hmm. um so, so cool. yeah so Amazing. the craziest part is that I met the other soul because she's back Whoa. <laughs> how do you know I'm like I don't even know what question to start with yeah okay <laughs> we're going to end on this story yeah um because I have to take out Maley and okay but we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna close it out. Yeah. Don't hold back, but yeah, tell the story. But this, we're gonna wrap yeah, it up. Yeah, I'm so curious. This. Yeah, so I met her. She was living in Washington, where my family lives. I was living in LA, and she was like going back and forth between Washington and LA, and I was going back and forth between Washington and LA because my family was there, mm. and she was coming here, and she's a body worker and a healer, Whoa. and like. Like just weird and literally any, and we just had this like huge draw to like be together and talk to talk about all the things. And it was just like, oh my God, I recognize you. And this is like, you know, before I was meeting lots of other starseed people. And so it was just like, oh my God, I know you. And I don't know why I know you. And, but every time we would be in the same space, it would be like, I would just get like physically like ill. Like I was like an angry, <laughs> I was like, I don't understand. Like you just met this person. Why am I so? so angry and like she's really nice and she's a body worker like I am like rageful and I have to get her away from me and like she did this trip down to LA and she was like I can come for like 48 hours and we can just like hang out it'll be so fun and we spent 48 hours like fighting like family members like fighting we fought with each other (laughs) like fight with anybody we like fought so weird for 48 hours and then both of us were like okay whoa and I was like I feel like I can't really have you close in my life and I don't know what that's about but like I need space and I need to figure this out and I just I can't do whatever this is and oh and she had visited me when I was at my family's house on a Christmas and my parents were like oh my god we love her and oh she's just oh and Jenny is so much this and Jenny is hard like they were like stop it like this like, is like our like, long lost daughter yeah. And they're already and pushing Christmas, you out. And they're like, and I'm like starting to get a migraine Whoa. and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to go downstairs. And I like, I like took myself out of the city. She hung out with my family on Christmas, like the rest of the day. And they were just like, she's so great. And like, weird. yeah, weird. it was so weird. What's and so all name? that was happening, Jamie. Oh, stop it. Jamie. Jamie. <gasps> I mean, come on. And so you can't fucking write no, this. No, you can't shit. write this. It's like, it's too good. So I, um, we like separated some energy so we could look at it. And she sent me something and she was like, I did this like Akashic psychic reading thing. And I don't know if it makes any sense, but I just hope it helps for healing for both of us. And I bless your journey and all of that. And like in the reading, the woman was like, it's really weird. It's like you guys shared a body at some point. And I was like, ding, ding, ding. Like my, <laughs> I was like, 
Whoa. Oh my God. And she was like, it's like you're you, like, you've been in various lifetimes where you were sisters or siblings, but then there was one lifetime that you actually shared a body. So in this life, you have to differentiate yourselves. You have oh. to be different beings in this life. And she's like, and you, Jamie, you're more meant to be like public eye and be out there. And Whoa. Jenny wants to like host gatherings and bring people together and do healing. And like, you have different energies and you just need to have different paths in this life. And you'll come back together again at other points. You'll know each other again, but like this life, you can't know each other. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Cause in this life, I am her past life. Like yeah. she's like- yeah it's too wow. whoa yeah so but that's crazy life is crazy life we is think. crazy <laughs> <laughs> and when how long ago was this I'm sure because time is weird yeah more than six or seven years ago how old and yeah how, what's the age difference yeah. between you two Oh, she's like three or four years younger wow so she wow. did she her a couple of years here and then yeah. she went and was born somewhere else wow <laughs> that's so crazy. crazy yeah it's crazy thanks for sharing all that that's yeah <laughs> beautiful fun story and wow. thank you for coming and hanging out and yeah, yeah being open about that me. and thanks for letting me thanks for walking out as a walkout and uh i'm sure we're all going to be back here doing this again soon because <laughs> yeah. it's like a lot of fun so thank you all for watching and listening and we'll talk with you again soon bye, bye. <laughs>